It's Monday, February 19th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Two Minnesota police officers and a paramedic were fatally shot Sunday while responding to a domestic situation in a Minneapolis suburb. The two officers were members of the Burnsville Police Department, according to a statement from the city of Burnsville. The third victim was a paramedic and firefighter. The suspected gunman is dead. The two officers and the paramedic had responded to a call around 1.50 a.m. about a man who was believed to be armed and barricaded inside a home with family members, according to the city. When first responders arrived, the situation escalated into gunfire. The Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension is investigating the incident. Burnsville, a city of just over 60,000 residents, is located roughly 20 miles south of downtown Minneapolis. In other news, as intelligence chiefs and policymakers gathered for Munich's annual security conference focused on the wars in Ukraine and the Middle East, the director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation urged them not to lose sight of another threat, China. Christopher Wray on Sunday said Beijing's efforts to covertly plant offensive malware inside U.S. critical infrastructure networks is now at a scale greater than we'd seen before, an issue he has deemed a defining national security threat. The director has been prodding foreign governments in Europe and Asia to increase resources on the threat of Chinese hacking campaigns, particularly protecting critical infrastructure. Citing Volt Typhoon, the name given to the Chinese hacking network that was revealed last year to be lying dormant inside U.S. critical infrastructure, Director Ray said Beijing-backed actors were pre-positioning malware that could be triggered at any moment to disrupt U.S. critical infrastructure. Meanwhile, the Biden administration is looking to financially prop up the Palestinian Authority amid warnings from officials in Ramallah that it is close to running out of money, potentially jeopardizing U.S. hopes that the organization will be able to govern Gaza when Israel's war with Hamas is over. The administration is trying to work around a law that prevents it from contributing directly to the Palestinian Authority while also nudging allies to give more to the organization, U.S. officials said. Palestinian officials have warned that they could run out of money needed to pay salaries and provide essential government services as soon as late February, the U.S. officials said. Early in the war in Gaza, the U.S. opted to rely on a revitalized Palestinian authority as the best, if not only, option for what it has described as the day after the war ends. U.S. officials said they are concerned that without a revenue boost, the organization won't be stable enough to maintain its hold on power in the West Bank, let alone be in a position to take an expanded role. Back in the U.S., wholesale prices in the United States picked up in January, the latest sign that some inflation pressures in the economy remain elevated. The Labor Department reported that its producer price index, which tracks inflation before it reaches consumers, rose 0.3% from December to January after having fallen negative 0.1% from November to December. Measured year-over-year, year, producer prices rose by a mild 0.9% in January. Excluding volatile food and energy costs, core wholesale prices rose 0.5%, the most since last July. Compared with a year ago, core prices climbed 2%, up from 1.7% in the previous month. Public frustration with inflation has become a central issue in President Joe Biden's re-election bid. Measures of inflation have plummeted from their heights and are nearing the Federal Reserve's target level. Yet many Americans remain exasperated that average prices are still about 19% higher than they were when Biden took office. And 
As former President Jimmy Carter marked one year in hospice care on Sunday, his family celebrated his resolve and expressed gratitude for the support they've received. After a year in hospice, on a daily basis we have no expectations for his body, but we know that his spirit is as strong as ever, Jason Carter, Jimmy Carter's grandson, said in a video that aired on CBS Sunday Morning. Now 99, Jimmy Carter is the oldest living U.S. president in history. He has survived metastatic brain cancer, liver cancer, and a number of health scares, including brain surgery after a fall in 2019. He entered hospice care in February 2023 after a series of hospital stays. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.